Welcome back to another episode of Who's On First. I'm your host, Dwayne. I'm Jason. And this is Shy Player. And before we start, please, please continue to go to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash who's on first. We're almost at 330 uh, subscribers, which is dope. Uh, you know, we're still trying to push to our goal of 500 subscribers by the end of the year. You guys have been doing a great job. You guys are sharing and liking the videos and just giving great feedback. So we appreciate it. Also, please continue to uh, go to iTunes and leave a five-star review for the podcast. Who's on first? Do the same for Spotify. All DSPs, the podcast will be there. Continue to support us, and we'll continue to put out content. We thank you guys. Uh, we just appreciate all the love we're getting from this stuff. But let's get to it. Heck yeah, man. We're trying to do big things like the New York Mets. The New York Mets are having a huge offseason. They picked up Eduardo Escobar. Starling Marte, Mark Canna, and Max Scherzer off of the Dodgers. And, <laughs> and they, they, they roughly spent about a quarter of a billion dollars in a five-day span. On the other hand, you got the Yankees that aren't doing shit right now. They're not doing anything for our younger viewers. Right. And this leads me to my question for you guys. Are the New York Mets the new kings of New York? No. No, because that – I mean – the New York, Jason's an East Coaster. New York is a it's a Yankee town. It'll probably always be a Yankee town. Now, for the headlines of the media, the Mets are going crazy. And all and obviously they're backed by Steve Cohen, their eccentric billionaire owner. And this, I feel like this all started once the whole the Mats deal went awry. I feel like he had a deal with Steve and Matt. Something went wrong. Either like it wasn't confirmed or he felt like Steven Mass was playing games, whatever. As soon as that deal went awry and he signed with the Cardinals, I believe Steve Cohen was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of being nice. I'm tired of playing with these dudes. Go get me everything I want. Go get me Marte. Go get me Scherzer. Go, like, I don't care. I'll pay whatever. And the, the money he's handing out alone, just off the Scherzer deal, Scherzer signing for three years, $130 million, which is roughly, I think, 43 point, 43. Yeah, point like $3, $3 million a year for a 37-year-old power pitcher. I understand it. He's coming off of uh, placing second in the Cy Young voting for the NL, but that move alone is basically just, that's bullying people. That's saying mm -hmm. I, I can care less about the CBA. I can care less about the luxury tax, which he even said in a tweet. He don't care, and he's trying to let the Mets fans know that we're coming. We're trying to take over. I think they're trying to do kind of what the Brooklyn uh, Nets did in the NBA, kind of just bullying their way, being like, hey, we're here. We have the better team on paper right now. The Yankees are still the better team, but the Mets are definitely building to that point where they're going to be very competitive next year. But overall, that's still a Yankee town. I think the always the cachet will always go towards the Yankees, in my opinion. So for us out here, we always go like oh, Yankee Town or Mets Town. Well, New York is huge, and it's it's crazy to hear how the, the divided the city is. So the, when that that is thrown around, it's more for us West Coasters and the unrealistic New Yorkers, I guess, because they find offense to that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't want all these New Yorkers like, oh, what the <laughs> hell are you guys doing? Uh, but no, they're not the Kings. I think they're the Kings for the moment the moment but they they had they had to make a splash and what's funny is by the time all these contracts are paid out bobby bonilla still will be getting paid by them legend yeah legend big money what about you shy 
I'm going to go ahead and say that the Mets are the kings of New York at this mm. moment because of the media spotlight, because the attention that they're getting. You know, the New York Yankees have a lot of money, but they don't have Steve Cohen money. You know, they they make like Steve Cohen makes the Guggenheim group looks like the pick and save group. <laughs> excuse me. Excuse me. Hey, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Excuse I know that the, I, I know they're a hedge fund probably on the, the same level. But as far as an individual, you know, he could do whatever he wants right now. He right. can spend the money that they need to spend to get whoever they want. And right now, what we're kind of like seeing from a lot of. Uh, the players in the MLB is that they don't really care about winning. They care about that money. And right now the money is in Queens. I will say that I'm going to give the super red flag. And and uh, this is, we're doing this literally the day before the CBA runs out. So for everyone who's out there, we're going to listen to this and see the video probably next week. Ain't gonna, shit ain't going to happen. So, but I'm going to give the caveat now, the little red flag that Steve Cohen, while he's a great uh, you know, marketer of his team. And it's, so far, he's turning out to be a pretty eccentric owner. I think he will be the downfall of this team because like me and Jason said uh, a couple months ago, I don't think he knows how to keep his mouth shut. And when you sign certain players with a certain cachet, like a Scherzer and other people, you have a DeGrom on your team. I can already see it happening. I can already see like Scherzer having a bad start and then Steve Cohen going on Twitter and saying something dumb. And, you know, and I feel like that is always going to be the fear with people right now. It's great. Cause like I said, he has the media attention. He's willing to spend money. That's dope. But the more I feel like he chooses to talk instead of win, I feel like that the tide will turn and people will just say, man, shut up. All right. Like put a good team out team on the field first, at least make it to the playoffs first and then talk some shit. But until then, like, you haven't won anything. Just because you signed Max Scherzer doesn't mean that, you know, the AL East is yours. The World Series champs are in your division, right? The Marlins are getting better secretly, like, year to year. So that division ain't easy, right? So I hope that he kind of chills a little bit with his mouth. But we'll see because baseball does need entertainment, and he's very entertaining. So We'll see what happens, but I I think that right now, for the moment, they are the kings of New York, but overall, it's still a a Yankee city. But speaking of Max Scherzer, uh, being a Met, let me just uh, have a moment of silence for (laughs) Max Scherzer and Corey Seager. Uh, uh, You know, it's been been rough. It's been a rough couple of... uh, It's been like a rough... Hold on, real quick. Can you consider, like, the Muncie news also... Equally as upsetting because that 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 just adds like salt in the wound. We're, we're gonna get there, but <laughs> this has been a rough forty eight hours. Um, we went from like, oh, the Dodgers are the favorites to resign Corey Seager to Max Scherzer's gone. Like, and I'm like, okay, I expected that. You know, I, I didn't think Dodgers were gonna give up three years and that type of money. Cool. And then a couple hours later, oh, Corey Seager is now a Ranger, and I was like, all right, man, all right. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> like, um, now I'm kind of disappointed. And then right before the Corey Seager news, you have Max Muncie going on MLB Network and saying, oh, my rehab is going kind of bad. Um, not only did I have a, you know, a dislocated elbow, but I have a torn UCL, which everyone knows uh, who just follows baseball. Anytime you have a torn UCL, that means that for a position player, you can still hit. But fielding wise and throwing the baseball, you are very limited and you and it's a very slow timetable so he's looking like he'll he probably won't be back at the earliest until the all-star break 
And now the panic around Dodger Town is just going crazy. Dodger Twitter is pretty much saying think they, they think we're broke. They think the playoff run is over. They think, hey, guys, it's a fire sale going on. And I, and I think it's just far from the truth. But what do you guys think about the Dodgers letting Scherzer and Seeger walk? So I think uh, I think they 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 were going to lose them both. I I always thought they were going to lose them both. I never suspected they would get him uh, keep either of them. But my what I find it troubling for Dodgers, they're not making any moves. I understand the CBA expires and we don't know what it entails, so they may have some insider info like, hey, this things are going to change. But until then, I I feel like they need to at least kick tires on something, but we don't hear their name in any hot stove reports. Not saying that's not happening. We're just not hearing their names. So what do you think, Shy? Yeah, I think that sign, not signing Scherzer was a good move, but they should have gave that money to Corey Seager. Or, yeah, Corey Seager, and gave him, like, whatever he wanted. Uh, I'm not sure if it's, like, a rumor, but I, I think it was reported that last summer the Dodgers offered him more money than they offered him this offseason, and he, like, denied it. So, you know, at the end of the day, he's – you know, he's kind of showing his true colors like he's about money. I think he had enough time in L.A. He's going to go to Texas where there's less taxes, and it just seems like a money move. But as far as the Dodgers, going to be a completely different team. I don't think they're going to be broken. I don't think they're going to be a bad team. I would be dumb to say, oh, they're they're, they're going to struggle these next couple of years. They have a, an excellent front office. They're going to figure it out. But I think the, the, the days of them winning like five straight division titles, that's gone. I think, you know, maybe two in a row and then – you know, kind of take a step back and then rebuild and then maybe two more in a row, but it's, it's not going to be the same. Uh, my outlook on it is, yeah, I, I never expected the Dodgers to re-sign both of them. I at least thought that they were going to be more, uh, I don't know if, uh, more aggressive with Corey Seager and they were, cause they were in it to the, to the last, I guess the final hours of that situation, but to jump on Shai's point. Yeah. Uh, a report came out from David Vassay, who's a Dodger. Uh, he hosts the Dodger Dodger talk on AM 570 out here in California. Um, he said that the Dodgers offered Corey Seager eight years, $250 million extension this spring training and Corey Seager turned it down after that, you know, Corey Seager breaks his hand. And he only plays 90 games, right? So to me, for Dodger fans, we're going to go out there and say like, oh, the Dodgers are being cheap or the Dodgers aren't, they're not, they're not trying to spend a lot of money. I look at that as a situation where they offered him $250 million over eight years. To me, that sounds like he was already gone. Like there was no coming back. Uh, I feel like he, he had his time here. But I felt like he was on to a new beginning, a, a new situation. I don't know why. Maybe he just isn't. I know he is a country boy. I believe he's from North Carolina. Maybe he just, he just isn't feeling the whole L.A. vibe a lot. That's fine. But a lot of people are out there saying like, oh, the Dodgers could have offered, uh, you know, the same thing that Texas offered. Yeah, we could have matched it. But I'll keep saying this. $325 million in Texas is way different than $325 million in L.A. So, mm-hmm. The Dodgers, I believe, someone someone broke it down. The Dodgers were going to have to offer him, I think, three hundred and sixty or three hundred seventy million dollars to even make up for the like the tax difference. So right there, you're going into scary territory for someone who seems like they're not willing to really stay here. As soon mm-hmm. as the Dodgers made that move for Trey Turner, I feel like now we know 
that was the reason why they got Trey Turner as well as Max Scherzer, because they already had talked to Corey Seager. He didn't sign the extension. So Andrew Freeman being Andrew Freeman was like, hey, all right, we're moving on from this situation. We're going to go get another shortstop who's arguably in some, a lot of areas better. Um, and we're going to try to sign him to an extension and see what happens if we can't keep Seager. But on the flip side to that, moving forward, I still think the Dodgers are in great shape. Uh, me personally, I feel like the Dodgers should, and it seems like they are by all reports, turning their attention to Freddie Freeman. I think Freddie Freeman uh, needs to be the Dodgers' top target right now because the Dodgers now, they went from a team these last couple of seasons that was very left-handed heavy. They had Jock Peterson, Cody Bellinger, Corey Seager. Uh, the list goes on from past uh, lefties to now they're down to just Bellinger. I believe. And then, of course, you throw in Muncie, but he's hurt. So we don't know what that situation. They need another left handed bat. And to me, Freddie Freeman is the left handed bat on the market right now. He's the best hitter available uh, to me, in my opinion, out there. And he fits the best in the Dodgers. The Dodgers can obviously move from the first base. He's a California, California kid. He's from Orange County. Uh, I don't see any situation where he leaves the Braves and goes anywhere else except the Dodgers, in my opinion. I feel like if he doesn't stay with the Braves, he's coming here. That would be the only reason that he would leave. But once again, the taxes do differ from Atlanta to L.A. Um, I believe John Heyman reported that Freddie Freeman is looking for, what was it, six years, 180, uh, to stay in Atlanta. And so far, he hasn't signed anything. But I believe uh, Alex Anthropolis is kind of budging on giving him six years. So if the Dodgers can offer that, maybe it'll happen. We'll see what happens. But I think the Dodgers are still in good shape. I think their biggest concern, honestly, is pitching. And that's everyone's biggest concern, including the, the Angels. So as long as they address the pitching, we should still honestly probably uh, easily soak up a wild card spot if we did no other moves. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't see Freeman going anywhere else besides LA. If if he does go anywhere, but I still think he's still going to stay a Brave. Yeah, I, I think that situation. Honestly, that's the. I put it on Twitter <clears throat> today, but I, I look at him like Kershaw. That is really a. That situation is: Do you want to come home or not? So, do you think the Dodgers should resign Kershaw then, since they lost Muncie? I, sorry, I, not Muncie, but Scherzer. I've been on the record as saying before this situation, no to Kershaw. I'd rather <laughs> give Kershaw, I'd rather give Kershaw money to Marcus Stroman personally. But with the loss of Scherzer, I feel like the the pressure will make them want to re-sign him for probably something that they shouldn't. Uh, however, I still say that that will always end up that that ball is in Clayton Kershaw's court, and right now. Honestly, with Texas signing, signing Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, uh, John Gray, what they're doing to me is they're... Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> the masterpiece of this whole signing, Cole Calhoun. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm sorry. The, the the legendary former angel, Cole Calhoun. They're just pre- pretty much they're auctioning off saying they're, they're auditioning for Clayton Kershaw. They're saying, hey, look, we're building a team here. We have, we have, we have your former shortstop here. We have a lot of good pieces. You're home. Just come over here. That's what they're doing, essentially. And I feel like Corey Seager has gone over there. You'll be stupid to, to not think he's not talking to Clayton, or at least he's going to talk to Clayton to, to at least say, like, hey, you know, I'm here. Like, we can make this happen if you want to come. 
that's my fear with that situation. I feel like the ball is completely in Clayton Kershaw's court, and if he wants to go home, he's going to go home. Uh, I, I think no amount of money is going to make him stay. So, uh, so this past week, or this past weekend, the ALS, like uh, Dwayne, you're just mentioning about Texas, Seattle has come up and signed the AL Cy Young winner Robbie Ray, mm-hmm. and they uh, did a trade for Adam Frazier, right. and they're in on. Uh, uh, Chris Bryant, uh, when I heard last, yeah. So, Shy, what do you think about the AL West and the Angels? What do they have to do to compete with now three teams in front of the Angels? Per if you go sports writers, yeah, this is the worst case scenario for an Angel fan because, like, we should have been rebuilding the last three years, but we always thought we were in it for some reason. And these teams are smart because they knew when when it was time to like, hey, you know what? Like we got to sell so we can build for the future. They did it. They weren't delusional like we were. Ultimately, I think it's the Astros division still because, you know, we get caught up in like they're going to lose Correa. But and realistically, they still have their whole team together and they've they're adding to their bullpen and some of their pitches are going to get healthy. So, I you know, I like what the Rangers are doing. They're going all in. But at the end of the day, those are little band-aids. They still have a deep, like a big problem with their starting rotation. They just got one one pitcher, and they still don't have a bullpen. And that ballpark, we all know it's hard to hit in that ballpark, even though Seager's good in that ballpark. Right. But for the most part, they're gonna have to score they're gonna have to score runs and they're gonna be playing that ballpark most of the year. I like what the the Mariners are doing. Um if they get who'd you say, Chris Bryant? If they get him, I didn't even know that that was a rumor. If they get him, we're screwed, dude. But yeah, I think the Astros take it. I like what people are doing in in the division. I'm a little jealous. We we need to do a lot. So, what do you think now that the Angels we've signed, uh, we signed Thor, we've signed Loop, and then we signed Larazin. Who do you three pitchers? Do we need? And we've been rumored to be on in on Korea, which I think is the worst thing they please, should, please they would ever him. do. Please uh, sign him. What do you think the Angels' next move or next target should be? We 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 spoke about Stroman before. Yeah. Who do you think besides Stroman we have to start looking at? Okay, if Stroman doesn't happen, it's we're screwed. But maybe we can salvage it if we get Kershaw for like a two year deal and just give him a shitload of money. But other than that, man, we got to stay away from Correa. We already did that with Rendon. Like this guy, like he's 27 years old. He probably has three, four good years, uh, four seasons that are going to be, you know, good ahead of him. But the chances that, you know, he goes into his 33-year-old season, 34-year-old and be productive, we're just going to get ourselves in a hole again like we did with Albert Pools. See, and I've said it before when they when uh, Astros only offered him five years. I was like, there's something to that because why aren't they going to go in deeper? That takes them to 32. Yeah, dude, I I kind of I'm getting the feeling that it might be a real like a real thing going on because Artie Artie Moreno is that dumb, dude. He's dumb. He, <laughs> he is, just wants he to is. score runs well, and sell tickets. So, so something I saw yesterday and <laughs> fuck you, Artie. So I saw this yesterday online and I had to take a screenshot to share it with you guys. Let me see. So on the on uh an Angels group on Facebook, someone wrote, uh, "Wonder where all the Depoto and Epler haters are now." That it's clear who the problem is when you come uh, when it comes to signing frontline pitchers. Yeah, exactly. So you figure Epler in in New York, the Mets right now, and Depoto up in Seattle, and all the guys we targeted. 
I just want to say, and Jason knows, I've been saying for months on this podcast that Ari Moreno is you guys' biggest problem. You've been saying that for like since ever. Yeah, like, but he's the biggest problem with that team. All right. He's holding you guys back. He's our Stephen Cohen. Yeah, I don't understand his issue (laughs) with pitching. I don't, I really don't get it, but he has a huge problem with it. But as an overall, that division, in my opinion, is a dogfight between Seattle and Houston. I think Seattle is completely they're ready to take over that division. And you and you did say that at the beginning of the season yeah. before. So all right. I like, I like what Seattle's building over there. They they're like a couple of they're like one power hitter away from like a really good lineup that's young. They they basically have no fear because they haven't really done anything. Like they have no sense of actually winning. So of course to them last year was like they got a little taste of it. Being in that position, if you just add one impact bat, I know they're they're I want them to get Chris Bryant or Trevor Story. I want them to stay away from Chris Taylor because contrary to what a lot of teams are are talking about with Chris Taylor, Chris Taylor is not an impact bat. Chris Taylor is best served as a great utility in uh infielder, outfielder. He's a he's basically like a six man. He's baseball's version of Lou Williams. That's mm-hmm. Chris Taylor. Yeah. All right. Do not try to make him a starter. Don't think he's gonna carry your team because he's not. But players like Chris Bryant, uh, Trevor Story, that's a good fit for them. They need to go out and get a frontline bat and then make some stuff happen uh, to shore up their rotation a little bit, and they'll be fine. I, I really do believe in Seattle. Houston, like like Shai said, Houston is still Houston. I, I don't see them fading uh, anytime soon. But to me, it's like a, it's a race between third place between you guys and Texas. And right now, you guys are, are are better just because your team is obviously more complete. But if Texas can somehow get a, couple, it out. Get a couple more pitchers, then all hell is going to break loose in that division. Hey, but the thing is, in the AL West, whenever we play the Rangers or Seattle, we can't beat them. They always they beat us easy every time. Even Texas, without these new players, like they 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 would beat us every time. We didn't have a chance. So, but okay, Jason, if you know, as an Angel fan, what's one move that you know, could change this offseason for you. They need a, they need, either need a trade for a pitcher or they need to sign someone. They have to sign Stroman. It's a need. It's not like a, they have to sign Stroman or they have to get another ace. They they can't – if they don't, I don't think they have enough to pull together. They, they can scrap by if they get a couple frontline pitchers, if they sign like a Paxton and trade for like a Sonny Gray or something. Yeah. That's, they, they may squeak by, but I feel like they need another impact arm that, because when you have those impact pitchers, everybody else is more relaxed when they see this dude pitch and then they get those pointers. And so then it makes your worst players a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We just need some, some help in, in everywhere. And I don't think, they, I, what are they going to do? Use Lorenzen as a, a starter? I, he's been in bullpen. Yeah, so, he yeah, so, in the bullpen. So yeah, so I, I think they need to sign Stroman, and they, I still feel like they need another, another bat, but not a big bat. And I feel like, or just another position player. I feel like they're just they're missing. Like I thought, I thought they should have got Cole Calhoun, brought him back on a one year deal, like five million dollars. No, and hear me out because. He sucks. I hate to break this to you, Jason. He does suck. He does suck. He's doo-doo. But guess guess what? Who knows Angel's outfield? Cole Calhoun. 
It, that's the only reason. His He's also got a great ass. ass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't go that far. I don't go that right far. Field. I just want to see his ass this week. I, I, I usually, I'm usually facing him going, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll miss it. <laughs> I just want him back, man. No, he does make highlight plays, but he's not consistent at the plate. See, like, no, and that, and I wouldn't. That's why I wouldn't bring him back on anything yeah. more than five million for one year. Sorry, uh, Cole Calhoun. When you see this, he's gonna be like, "Who the fuck are these three? <laughs> no, he's gonna come and kick my ass. Think you guys t- tell him I look at his ass. <laughs> I heard Jason on Who's on First likes my ass. Here's a signed jersey. <laughs> it's an angel one. Here's a signed jock strap for you. <laughs> So I bit on one. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, I feel like a, a guy that you guys missed on, uh, that a lot of people missed on, uh, was Corey Kluber. Corey Kluber going to the Rays is very sneaky. Because Corey Kluber, when healthy, is very good. Well, and the I, Rays today is trading Joey uh, Wendell. Yeah. Again, the Marlins. Mar- Kim Kim Ang, not getting it. Again, she's not getting any, like, any burn the media is not talking about her but once again making very consistent smart moves just buying their time watch next year i feel like once the cba hits next year they're gonna go crazy next year this year i think they've done a lot they've resigned uh alcantara or whatever oh yeah yeah alcantara Uh, alcantara uh they traded for wendell they traded for uh jacob sterling Mm-hmm. I, I feel like they've been putting little moves together. So and they they made the playoffs in the 2020 expanded playoffs, right? Right. And we're going to have expanded playoffs next year. So they well, probably make the playoffs. Since you brought it up, let's talk a little bit about, like I said earlier in the, in the podcast, we're going towards the, uh, the lockout. Um, every, that looks pretty much like a foregone conclusion. We're a couple hours away and there's no deal in sight at all. Um, some of the things that are rumored that, that they're talking about is expanded playoffs. And they're going from what? Uh, they're trying to turn it to 14 teams. Me personally, I think that's horrible. Um, that just makes, to me, that, that makes too many teams pretty much try to be mediocre at, at that point. Or at least you try to get to a certain point where you know, well, we have a chance if we, if we have 80 to 85 wins. And But it also, in my opinion, it makes teams that who are trying to win the division it's like, what's the point? What's the point if I can still, if you're someone like the Dodgers who last year we were chasing the, we were chasing the Giants, trying to get to that uh, division, you know, trying to win that division, you can look look at it and be like, okay, why do I need to do this if I can just go to the wild card and probably beat the team I'm going to face in the wild card? Like, why waste all this time? Why waste all this energy? You probably sit Max Muncy at that point, like. To me, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to make baseball more competitive, but I think that they're really banking on the more playoff games that they have, the more uh, revenue and things like that they'll get during, like, for ratings and, and things like that. But what do you guys think about it? I feel like it's uh, it's stupid. <laughs> I I feel like it's <laughs> you're going to expand baseball to play the games, the playoffs when that's the number one complaint. Why you guys are they're changing rules because of how long these games are. So now you're just going to draw out your playoffs. So when it comes to the World Series, no one's going to be invested anymore. Right. That that that's my quick opinion on it. What's yours, Shy? I I like it. I love it because I don't <laughs> because as an Angel fan, it's very hard to make the playoffs. And I don't think you realize this, Dwayne, because your damn team makes the playoff every year. But right. it's really really hard, man. And what I'm seeing from a lot of teams that are at the bottom, like the Angels, or even in the middle. 
once it gets to like 60 games in the season and you're you're kind of out of it you're done kind of you're kind of done for the for the whole year so your your season usually lasts about a month two months you know like maybe two months two and a half months and what i see from a lot of teams is they start tanking like once they know they start they start you know losing games and not trying and in hopes of higher draft picks and i think that kind of you know puts more people in position where they can make the playoffs maybe we see a little bit less of that tanking and who doesn't like more playoffs dude that's the best part time of the year and plus you know you're saying that there might be some some teams that are like you know what i don't want you know like what's the point of winning division well they'll always be chasing that number one um the number one seed because that automatically puts you in the second round of the playoffs so i think you say you you have teams that are going to stay hungry see my thing with that is always going to line back up to at the end of it all baseball is a very strategic sport like people just like to assume it's just a bunch of you know random non-athletic people but it's not it's very strategic so i look at a team like a like a san diego the padres right last year they were chasing us the uh, the Dodgers and the Giants if you look at them with these playoff rules they're still a monster team but they they underperform Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and and that's what I'm saying where I feel like it's it's going to reward teams that underperform and then have have them to have a chance to then go in the playoffs and then basically ruin things because if if you want to talk about ratings and things like that have a team like San Diego going. San Diego has a lot of fanfare with like Tatis and whatever, right? Like, but let's say they they run the table. The Padres versus freaking the Twins in, in the World Series. No one's gonna watch that. Nobody's going to watch that besides us. And we probably we, we won't, won't even watch it because who cares, right? I think to make baseball bigger, people want to see the Yankees versus Dodgers or whoever. They they want to see big teams. And this is my fear with that because a lot of these teams you're going to start seeing, it's going to be a lot of surprise upsets, especially for teams who, again, strategically know, hmm, I line up better against this team. I want to play them in the wild card round. So we should just kind of keep ourselves at a certain point to just play them. Mm-hmm. As long as we can get, as long as we can beat them, then we can see what happens the next round and so on and so forth. That's my fear with it. That's why I'm yeah. saying that I don't know if it's going to be as competitive once we get to the months like August, September, because, you know, screw it. I don't, I don't, I don't have to chase the division because I know these guys are already way too out in front of me. Right. But that's just my opinion. The, the thing with that, though, is like parody is what made NFL what it is today. Like every year you can be like, hey, there's probably going to be a different champion this year. And I, it's kind of like that in baseball. But there's too many teams in baseball that don't even get a chance, man. Like it's pretty much the same eight teams, just they rotate. Then do better, years. just do better. But how are you supposed to compete with the Guggenheim group? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the Guggenheim group. No, but I mean, I, I understand that. And hey, if it does happen, I hope these teams do get a, sh- a shot to prevail. Because I grew up, of course, watching like Minnesota in the playoffs, like that, like the Minnesota Angels series or whatever. Those are cool because you know get, getting to see Minnesota in the playoffs was awesome. They haven't really been there uh, in a while. Of course, the last couple of seasons they have, but they usually get bounced very quickly. So I would want to see teams like that, Jason. I know you you'd want to see Pittsburgh in there because when they're in there, it it it, it is a different atmosphere. But to me, I don't want to reward teams that just their ownership isn't trying. And I feel like that's what we're kind of getting around. There are a lot of these teams, our ownership just won't try. But hopefully with the new CBA and, and the, the, the proposed salary cap, they'll have to try, but we'll see what happens. But real quick, let's just uh, talk about one more deal that kind of just happened a few hours ago. Javier Baez to the Tigers. What do you guys think? What's your opinion on it? 
And overrated. Yeah, overrated. I now we know that uh Korea's not going there. I just don't get why why give Baez that money when I I'm the Tigers, I'll give it to Chris Taylor, play shortstop, and then he's mm-hmm. go just go find some other bat. Like Javier Baez, he's not that guy. He's living off the, that World Series. Like we just keep play, replaying those highlights in our head and we think that it's the same player. But he just got hot for one season. He's been like average ever since. Right. And just no play discipline, a very easy out for most major league pictures. I don't get it personally, but hey, maybe he can turn, turn it around. He'll be under the Miguel Cabrera learning tree. Maybe Miggy will tell him, hey, stop swinging at everything, you dumbass. But we'll see what happens with that situation. But good for the Tigers. They're trying to, uh, you know, they're trying, they're to, trying feel- to roar. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to feel a better team. So we'll see what happens with that. But Right now, it's a very exciting time because all the big moves are made by, uh, you know, on paper, second market teams. So this is this is dope to see, at least. A lot of these teams will be at least in it for a little bit of time next year uh, once the season starts, if it starts with this whole lockout situation. But it should be fun. But uh, we want to thank you guys for listening to the show, obviously. Uh, next week, like like we talked about, Probably we're going to be locked out. I don't know if there's going to be any moves happening. I think that I think once they lock out, it, it, there's a transactions freeze. So I don't think anyone can sign or be traded. If but, they lock out, if they yeah. lock out, do we lock out? No, we'll figure something out. <laughs> we'll keep going. We'll cover the lockout as much as we can. We'll make some shit up. I guess <laughs> I was in. Look, I was in the commissioner's office. Dude's pissed. <laughs> he doesn't like what's going on. Doesn't like what's going on. He said two weeks, lockout over. He's crazy. But, uh, of course, uh, we'll be here with you guys trying to give as much content as we can. Once again, go to the YouTube channel. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash who's on first. Uh, leave a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, follow us on Spotify. All DSPs, we are there. But until then, we will see. Hold on, you. hold on. For, if there's a lockout, give us your ideas for our, our show next week in the comments. Right oh, yeah. there. Do there that. we go. Challenge. Challenge. Hit, hit us up on social media. Uh, who's on first on Instagram, on first who on Twitter. Hit us up. Let us know what, what, what we should talk about. But until then, we will see you when we see you. Peace. Peace.